1: Many of the stories that we talk about on a daily basis. A lot of those roads, if you've been paying attention, lead to China. It is remarkable how many stories we discuss and those roads lead to China. Even the climate change industry, which has become a huge industry now. uh, Those roads also lead to China and people don't even realize how much they lead to China. Uh, For instance, many of the rare earths that are needed for wind and solar. uh, Where where does all that come from? Well, China. And yet they get a pass when it comes to the Paris agreement and all of these crazy agreements that happen. Uh, None of them make any sense. But the bigger point is all of these roads lead to the CCP. Uh, And their quest for really world domination, that's the subject of today's program, my fellow Americans, is the CCP and world control. Today's going to be a very special program. I'm going to bring on actually a co-host today with me. Uh, It's exactly it. And we're going to really have some terrific conversations today about, Sean. you're going to learn quite a bit here Uh, Please let's welcome on here Dr. Lee Meng Yun is here and she will absolutely be here for the duration of the program and co-host the program with me. Uh, You know, Dr. Yun is an independent virologist. Uh, She was the the one who left Hong Kong and was really the whistleblower calling out the CCP, um, really telling the truth about the origins of COVID-19 as the politicians here were still arguing whether it came from the bat and the soup uh, in in the market or whether it was the lab in Wuhan. We know where it came from now. Uh, she has been on the front lines here and warning the world and, and surely America about what has taken place. You've heard her on the program, and she's well-spoken, of course, around the country on these matters. So, uh, Dr. Lee Min welcome here to The Voice of a Nation. And today, we'll do be a little different here. You'll, you'll be uh, calling the shots a little bit. How's that?
2: Oh, thank you, Malcolm. I feel <laughs> so happy about that. Um, and <laughs> Oh, yeah.
1: Now, nice. now, now you can ask me questions, right? And say, well, Malcolm, what do you think about <laughs> such a... Right, right? Yeah, that's exactly how that goes. We, we will interview each other over the next uh, couple of hours. How's that? All right, all right. Um, all oh, right. nice. Exactly. So let's start now uh, with... Um, uh, the, it, you know, there's a hundred year... Um, point here. I want to talk with 1949 to 2049. It was in the revolution when Mao had made that claim. Did he not?
2: Oh yeah. So it is a whole change for the Chinese and also for the world because from 1949 when Chinese Communist Party grabbed the regime from other parties after World War II and then established that so-called New China. We know the People Republic China. So after that, they basically uh, conducted uh, numerous of the uh, inhuman uh, evil actions uh, in China. And uh, for, from that time to now, it's almost, uh, already uh, over uh, seventeen years and they have already adopted it for, generous, uh, for generations of the Chinese people and their evil trial actually already uh, got a kind of ideal result for them. Now they become very ambitious. They want to promote this kind of uh, results, experience to all over the world and make it one world and uh, of course one communism.
1: Yeah. You know, when people say, and you hear this comment about 2049, or they want to rule the world, world control, uh, should people really believe that? I mean, is it, uh, just stop a moment and say, I mean, it's one thing to make this statement, uh, and then it's another thing to back it up. Do, should, should the world, should we all believe that that is actually their intent?
2: Oh, that's not a matter whether you believe or not. That is a uh, uh, and also ambition from Chinese communism party. And frankly, the franchise they have already conducted from the beginning, even with Chinese, you know. When I was young, uh, I spent 30 years life in mainland China, then moved to Hong Kong. So when I was young in China, we have such uh, brainwash that uh, propaganda from childhood that uh, talking about Later, I mean, in the future, communism will be the, uh, how they will be the tool to free all the world. So this sounds something you will feel it just a slogan. But later, during so many years, when you see what they are doing, you actually will understand that it's not only a slogan. It's about their long-term strategies. They have used their best weapon, propaganda, I mean, including misinformation, lying, denial, all these things, and then to enhance their power. And also they use this way to uh, invisibly, softly, brainwash people all over the world. Mm-hmm. And the people would think that, yeah, our democratic regime has some kind of problems. Yeah, we live here, we question our government, we criticize that, we feel unhappy, unsatisfied. And then once they turn to see the propaganda from China, every picture shows fantastic things. You saw they are efficient, they become rich. They love their people. And then that is a nice China dream. Yeah, China dream. This is how the president Xi right? Yes. So this is all the things to help China achieve the goal. And now when you see that, it's not only a dream of Morgan. It becomes more and more. Real mistake now. Mm
1: -hmm. I really like what you say there and the wake-up call and and just listen when you say well like okay you can think whatever you want to think but it is really happening and that kind of tells you so in other words if somebody's in denial that's kind of their problem but China is doing exactly what they're doing. Now Here's what I'm wondering now. Let, let's go down this road. This is interesting to me, Dr. Yan, and here's why. Here's why. All right. I remember back when uh, Trump had Xi, President Xi Jinping, um, and um, uh, he was uh, at mar lago in uh, Florida there, which was beginning to be called the, uh, uh, the, the Southern White House, where uh, Trump would meet uh, different people officials in the state of Florida. And then Mar-a-Lago, yeah. um, he, uh, there was this moment where she was there with Trump. Uh, Trump tried to build a friendship with him, yeah, knowing like Sun Tzu, the art of war. You always keep your enemies close by. You want to know what they're doing. You want to know what's happening. I mean, Trump knew who they were because he spoke about China. Oh, my God. Years and years before then, he warned America about the threat that was China. How did you feel about when that meeting happened with Xi? Remember the smiles and, you know, the Marlago, yeah. the cameras and, oh, yes, there's Xi Jinping. And, oh, yeah, Donald Trump. Everybody's happy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then remember North Korea did something and there was this whole thing about, you know, uh, uh, the, uh, Trump had um, uh, spoken out. And uh, actually, there was this uh, military threat while they were there in mar lago uh, how did you feel about it, uh, Doctor Yan? How did you feel like like the relationship was going? Was like did you know this was all just a trick? Did you think there might be some hope and promise for a, a, a better relationship? And how did Chi- how did the Chinese people feel about that meeting as well?
2: Uh, what I can tell you is generally. Uh, what Chairman Xi or the other chairmen in Chinese Communist Party when they show to Americans, no matter to American people or American president, that's just the things uh, as their disguise. So they, they want you to feel they are very polite, they are very modest, they are very friendly to you, and they want to make the uh, deal, make the business with you like the other countries. So you will have a nice beneficial uh, relationship with the, uh, with China and then you will work together to develop. But the thing is in, inside Chinese Communist Party, they always treat the Western civilization, I mean uh, the democracy, the freedom, these things as their enemy ideology. So no matter how firmly they show in front of you, in front of the camera, you should always understand that they are lying to you. It's particular, I think, like the little red, uh, uh, little red hood. So so the girl and face to the uh, wolf grandma, right? The wolf pretend to be the grandma and be nice to you, <laughs> and yeah. want you to uh, have dinner with her. The, the final thing is the wolf just want eat you. Mm. That can't explain any occasions. no matter you say Xi or previous Jiang, even back to Mao, when they meet Americans, the same things, and they are developing.
1: Yeah. It, it, you, uh, it's so funny. You take the red riding hood fable and, uh, and yeah. as a good example, hi, <laughs> huh? as a good example. Yeah. 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 Uh, to get the point across of who the wolf is and, uh, in wolf's clothing there, but, uh, all right. Uh, it, it's interesting. Here's what I'm wondering, uh, think about this a moment, Dr. Jan. And I, I'm thinking about, um, uh, you know, I think about Barack Obama in his administration, and then I think about Donald Trump in his administration. Now, Barack Obama was eight years. He got two two terms in office and Trump got one at that point. So, but, but here's what I remember. I remember when, uh, Barack Obama, the 44th president of the United States, when he went to China, I remember they insulted him. They didn't provide the, do you remember that where they didn't provide the proper stairs and it wasn't in the front of the plane, he could come out. He had to come out in the back. In other words, uh, Xi completely insulted Obama. Do you remember that scene?
2: Uh, I don't quite remember the scene, but when you say they try to insult, I mean, this is something uh, actually in, still also in their ideology that Chinese Communist Party thought they are the best. So this kind of insulting or discrimination or uh, this kind of humiliation actually come out from the details. As I just told you that they decide to be friendly to you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, during the disguise, there are always kind of uh, details that show the real uh, purpose behind. Wow. Did I mean, they
1: like Obama?
2: Huh, they, uh, I mean, com- to be honest, compared to President Trump, Obama uh, has a more uh, positive Uh, kind of comment from the Chinese government media. But that doesn't mean they like uh, President Obama. Mm -hmm. Actually, they don't like any president, as I told you before, because these are the American president. Even President Biden, they don't like. What they like is they try to make them happy and see whether they can get what they want from you. Mm -hmm. And once they realize that, uh, uh, no matter President Obama, President Trump, President uh Biden, they finally they still Americans' president, right? They have still hold the spirit of America, the freedom, the democracy, and uh, so these people they cannot fulfill Chinese Communist Party's demand, so Chinese Communist Party will turn into you know start to attack them or insult them, and also in China there will be. Are uh, the propaganda mm-hmm. to let people feel right. that, mm, yeah, maybe America is our enemy. Yeah, so this is their tricks.
1: Well, yeah, when you say propaganda, people have to remember that the the press in China is completely controlled uh, by the state. It's completely controlled by uh, China itself, the CCP. Correct. I mean, that's who controls the media there. Yeah, the press. Uh, yes. h- here in our country, we used to have a free press, but it's so corrupt now. Uh, that they are kind of in partnership, it seems to be, with Washington, uh, like lock and step. Well, not so much Washington, but the establishment, the the, the Marxist left. Uh, there's a re- very um, strange relationship there for sure in our country. You know, and even though they're in denial, the other day, uh, the end. You might have heard this out there. The NBC um, host there, Chuck Todd, uh, come out and say, "Oh, what do you mean? This is just in the Republicans' minds. We really, they, we, there's not. They're not to the left. Everybody knows the media in America goes to the left, Democrats and the Marxist left." But he said, "No, no, that's just in the Republicans' imagination." Oh, sure, sure, uh, yeah, uh, that's kind of rubbish. Um, here's what I'm really wondering, the point I'm making about Obama and Trump, I'm getting to a point, Dr. Yan, and here it is. All right. So Obama didn't, he was not really a threat to, C, to the CCP. He was actually no threat. Uh, I know that they didn't like him. I know that they did insult him on that trip that he made, there, that one particular trip. I remember it vividly. And I remember they didn't like, uh, the, you know, uh, But they got their way. They could pretty well do whatever they wanted to do with Obama because he didn't uh, he, you know, he didn't question the trade deals. He didn't question, you know, the, the deficits uh, in, in, in those trade deals. He, d- he didn't discuss the one-sided arrangement we had with China. He didn't discuss any of the problems we're having, whether it's the climate change problems, whether it's the military, the stolen technology, uh, our universities, which we will talk about today. Uh, so they knew they kind of could do whatever they want with Obama. When Trump came in, Trump rocked the boat. He totally, like, and he talked about this for probably 20 years before he got into the uh, presidency. He was a a, a boat rock, and he questioned China. He called them out. What I'm wondering is this. I have a sense or a feeling. It's just my feeling, gut feeling. I don't think China would have been uh, making the moves they're making now Including COVID, I think unleashing COVID onto the world was, as you and I've talked about many times, was a very intentional act. Uh, this was a a, a bioweapon, an unrestricted bioweapon that yeah. was released onto the world. And they knew what they were doing and they wanted to do it. And But I'm really thinking, Trump really, I, I think that 100-year period is what I'm driving at from 1949 to 2049 with Mao and the revolution. And here we are. And it's like, okay, I think this kind of pushed everything forward. I think Trump, with him rocking the boat as heavy as he did, and you know, things were going really well in America before COVID. And I think that was a real threat to China. And that's why they made the, the decision, the calculated decision to do this uh, unrestricted bioweapon. And they started to do other things as well there. The the their influence in Hong Kong put They got really aggressive yeah. with Hong Kong and they 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 um, canceled all their ag- agreements with with uh, Great Britain. Remember, uh, they, they were supposed to be yeah. 50 years. They were supposed to be, you know, peace and not touch anything there. They lied about that, which they lie always about their agreements. You can't take them at their word ever. So I'm wondering, do you think at all? I This is my gut feeling. I haven't heard anybody say this, but I, I have a gut feeling that I think Trump I think he expedited the process, Dr. Yan. I think he pushed it all forward. I think that 100-year period, I think China started to get nervous. I think they felt like they were losing. They were having a lot of economic problems. They were having a lot of major trade problems and deficits. Uh, And I think they got nervous because of Trump and everything he had done, as opposed to the Obama regime, which was really not a threat at all, but yet they respect somebody like Trump in a weird sort of way because they ex- they re- kind of respect an enemy that pushes back. But I think Trump really got into their psyche, into their, their brain, you know, kind of their psyche. And I think that was a problem. Can you speak about that a moment? You agree with what I say there? You disagree with what I say there? What do you think?
2: I think your opinion is very brilliant because President Trump actually, or the big threat when he was a president for the Chinese Communist Party. And even now, they still don't like him because President Trump is also very brave, straightforward, and quite brilliant. And he the one realized what happened as a position, and then he the one woke up American patriots to understand the evilness of Chinese Communist Party, and also broke their undermining American uh, strategies from that time. So if you read the, um, you know, those kind of reports in China, and you will know, of course, these are all the propaganda, all the press are controlled strictly by the government. And those kind of reports are negative to President Trump. Unless when they try to play tricks before they see President Trump's response, they will give some positive things Uh, Try to make him happy, but still they would fail. So China basically was quite nervous about uh, uh, President Trump and uh, his policies. And also, especially when they see more and more Americans woke up, and that makes China more and more terrified because they know that they are using propaganda, using lies to cheat you. And you, if you still keep announcing, they can do the next step, strategy. But if not, they know America is still stronger than China government, absolutely. So that's why suddenly, when they feel that desperately, they try to conduct the things they start to use unrestricted bioweapons. This is like in a criminal psychology, if a woman try to kill a guy, a stronger guy, so most probably the woman won't just use knife or gun because she knows that physically it is uh, not advantage, right? But she will think about to use the toxins, the poison things. So that is, I mean, just example, uh, to reflect in the criminal psychology, to tell people that when one side is weaker, the other side is stronger. So when the weak side try to undermine and even kill the strong side, so the kind of unrestricted by weapon like this COVID-19 virus is their priority choice.
1: Do you think uh, America is its own enemy?
2: Uh, You mean Americans are owned, uh, their now, own? Uh, is
1: America uh, our own enemy? And what I mean by that is, you know, in other words, we are self-inflicting with our policies and uh, the way this fear campaign. You just talk about the fear campaign, and here in America, we are allowing this to happen. In other words. Uh, so we are we are kind of in a in a weird sort of way again but very accurate way we are our own enemy it's not so much anyone else that's our enemy we are doing it to ourselves does that make sense
2: uh i I think actually that is some also some good part in your culture and in your uh Democratic structure because uh, you have to always understand the weakness and then point out, and then you have the right to do that, then you can uh, improve. In China, Chinese people have no such right. We cannot question our government. We only can tell something positive. So, according to them, if you're telling something not positive about government, you are the traitor, you are the helper for enemy. Uh, Power like America, so this is something. I mean, in America, you have this right, but how to use it properly? That is Americans uh, need to think about that. And if there are something uh, you feel already goes too far, and Americans not satisfied with that, and you feel it will undermine uh, your freedom, undermine your democracy, undermine the real spirit of America then you should try to practice, but always good to have such kind of uh, system to give people chance to talk about the weakness of your country.
1: You see, there's a price to pay for an open society like ours, of course, whereas the CCP China is a closed society. It's a totally different thing. And you, there's a lot of things you can't do there. So if you are there and you are always complaining and calling out the government uh, and uh, become a problem, what happens to you?
2: Oh, so uh, if I dare mean, to complain the government in mainland China, first, uh, I think according to their statistic data, at least 10 to 20 surveillance camera uh, averagely for per person for surveillance from government. So also, at the same time, you have the uh, social uh, uh, media uh, app like TikTok, mm-hmm. uh, like the WeChat, these are in your phone already implemented the surveillance system too. Don't, don't, don't feel surprised, I mean, this is a fact. We charge people under seven days, 24 hours are kind of this surveillance from all the aspects you can image from the government. So the most uh, um, realistic things would be if I feel, for example, recently there is a very huge flood ruined big uh, province, one of the biggest province with the biggest population in China, Henan. And that flood has made many, many people gasp, but government still just claim uh. Around 50 and then also they never tell people this is not because of the storm, but it's because of the government has already released the flood from the reservoirs and in the Yellow River without warning and without helping people to get uh, away from their hometown. So this kind of man-made thought, if you dare to question the government, you will say, oh, I feel uh, upset and uh, I need the compensation. Um, so immediately you will be disappeared because this quickly target you. You become the negative factor mm-hmm. for the government. And this negative factor, according to their definition, that means you are the traitor and mm-hmm. you are the... Again, maybe helping America to, you know, try to discredit our great Chinese Communist Party. So you are not people; you are people's enemy. And for people's enemy, uh, you'd better not exist.
1: Mm, Yeah. So in a society like this, uh, like you say, the cameras and the censoring is everywhere. Uh, The phones, the social media, the TikToks, all of that is all monitored uh, 24-7. You're always uh, being uh, monitored and governed in that way, correct?
2: Oh, yes. You know what? The worst thing is, after you see from nineteen forty nine to now, over seventy years brainwash oh. Oh. and the childhood propaganda, all these things, China government actually already implanted the thinking to Chinese people that freedom is useless. And uh, they would encourage you to think about money is more important. And the position, reputation, I mean, reputation means you have senior position in the government, or you become the uh, kind of director or something, this kind of uh, title is more important.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: if you can get these things, then freedom is something you don't consider about. Why do you need freedom? You already have money you don't need to have the freedom of speech. If you please the government and the party, you get more money, you get more titles. So in this system, people who really look for freedom or they really already feel freedom, for example, if they go to America or stay in uh, other countries for a while, they cannot go back. They, they are not used to that system. But in that system, they always can find the people who really adapted and also can hold the same value with the party. And then these people get promoted and again, they give pressure to other people, keep brainwash them, keep telling people to give up freedom. So this, this is something that, uh, if you think about, you will kind of understand why such big-scale surveillance system can stay in China, why there are so many people, like the party members, they are helping the party, the government, to maintain this whole situation. And of course, high technology method is always a good tool for them. And also Chinese military is basically used to do this kind of it, stabilization.
1: Before we move on, I, I need to ask you, what is your sense of you know, growing up in China on the mainland, before you got to Hong Kong, how do, how do most people in China perceive America? What is the general feeling? What is the general attitude that most Chinese people have of America?
2: Oh, that's something very interesting. So, uh, I mean, based on my experience around me, my friend, because for example, they go to the good university, and they even become PhD, doctors. So they, they wanna go to Mac. I mean, most of them, they wanna go to Mac because they know there is advanced technology. And they know even from the TV, uh, from the movie, I mean, dramas, and Mac people are kind of happy. And uh, which is very, I mean, in China, the happiness actually is something not easy to get, to be honest. And then also, uh, they feel, uh, when they grow up, they feel more and more tired in the Chinese Communist Party system because a lot of propaganda, pressure, and push you to change. And they would feel very exhausted. So if they have the chance to go to U.S. and most of people will say, oh, when I was here, when I visit U.S., it's very relaxed and yeah, the mice is more relaxed than we thought. We also do the right things. We can still do the study. We still can get to the family. And we feel easier there. So, so that's definitely. And also, most of my friends, I think when they have this kind of experience or their family has such experience in U.S. or other democratic countries, they want to send their case to the democratic countries. They want to have the kids if they can have enough money. Mm -hmm. They have a good life there, get the uh, education, and then finally even not come back to China. So that's their real thinking. But, but also interesting things is because they stay in that system, and because of the from the childhood, the propaganda, the cultivation makes them. Uh, more used to Chinese Communist Party culture than the real of uh, free uh, democratic culture in America. And because they have no opportunity to really understand the difference and to change themselves. So they themselves are stuck into that culture. That makes them feel very uh, struggling because they feel, uh, many of them feel, they. Only can go back to China because uh it's not easy for them to finally stay in America because of competition and uh, the opportunities because they are still foreigners the language culture difference so they have to move back and then they know in that Chinese communist culture if you sacrifice your freedom and uh, you can get money especially when you uh, have good education and you're a doctor or something so. They choose to stay in China to make money, sacrifice themselves, but they want the case to get better life in U.S. or Europe or Australia like this.
1: Yeah. This well, is
2: very sad thing.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it is indeed. And um, let me tell uh, listeners now, if you're just tuning in, we are uh, talking here today to Dr. Li Meng-Yang, who is here with me. And. Actually, I, as you heard up front of the program, I called her my co-host today. She's here for the program. Very intimate conversation today is what uh, the style is, is what I wanted um, to accomplish today. Uh, just conversational and and really dive into some of these um, challenges and issues uh, and have a chance to talk about them Uh each time I've talked to Dr. Yan, both on mic and off mic, it's always very revealing. She's always very authentic, very honest. And it's always an engaging conversation. So uh, you'll learn a lot today uh, without question. One of the things I want to talk about just ahead here is the universities. There's a very interesting op-ed on America Out Loud, and it's entitled The Chinese Communist... Party influence in our universities must stop. It is from Dr. J. Lair and Tom Harris. It's a it's a fascinating piece. You learn a lot with this one. Uh, in fact, um, uh, uh, it's it's getting a lot of people are reading this thing. It's it's got a lot of attention. Uh, they always do a spectacular uh, job, uh, Dr. Lair and uh, Tom Harris. There. Um, Fascinating. So I want to talk about a little more about that, what's happening in our universities, but also some of the uh, some of the uh, conditions that uh, create this environment that you probably are not aware of, uh, that make this so hostile here of what's happening in these universities and why it must stop what's really going on there. So uh, that's a that's a very, very important part of this talk here. Uh you know, as we talk about this and that hundred year period of time, and as um, Dr. Yamash just pointed out, it's been 70 plus years uh, since that uh, revolution. And uh, now uh, uh, we are approaching, uh, you know, we're coming closer and closer, only uh, 20 some odd years away from that uh, number here, 27, 28 years away um, from uh, 2049. Um, a lot of the conditions and things that have happened, I think, has made China um Uh, excel the operation, excel things, because I think Trump was the threat and things were slipping away. So that's an interesting point of reference to make here as well uh, that I I do want to point out here. Uh, We're going to take a quick pause here and uh, we'll return and talk uh, much, much more about China and their destination of world control, what they're really after here with Dr. meng Young. We'll see you just on the other side. You're listening to The Voice of a Nation.
0: Listen to Malcolm, The Voice of a Nation on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android,
1: or Alexa. The America Out Loud family is comprised of patriots in the true sense of the word. We know that if America fails, the world will fail it is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty and the Constitution to help save America for future generations to come. AmericaOutloud.com. It's a fight for the soul of humanity.
0: Let's get real. Let's get loud. On America Out Loud Talk Radio.
3: This is McCullough Report. Are you tired of your tired vitamins? Consider Healthy Cell. These are pill-free vitamins that are in convenient gel packs. Uh, I like the Focus and Recall Supplement. I use this a lot. You know, your brain
1: uses a lot of energy and it depends on a variety of micronutrients and vitamins. Boost your short-term focus and long-term brain power with Healthy Cell's Focus and Recall Vitamins. So go to HealthyCell.com, use the code OUTLOUD, all capital letters, OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of any Healthy Cell product. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio.
4: In 2008, the amount of concentrated time people could spend on a task without becoming distracted was 12 seconds. Five years later, it was only eight seconds, one second less than a goldfish. If you find yourself always distracted or having trouble recalling information, you're likely to fall behind in the demanding, fast-paced 21st century. In other words, brain performance is more critical now than ever. Boost your brain power with Healthy Cells Focus Plus Recall. Science-backed nootropics to sharpen focus, concentrate longer, enhance recall, improve mental speed, learn rapidly, and be more alert. It's a pill-free brain supplement made with maximum absorption technology designed to feed our brains at the cellular level. Take it for a test drive. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of Focus Plus Recall. That's HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 20% off.
1: Well, my fellow Americans, how did you feel watching footage on the news of domestic terrorists looting our stores and burning our cities down? Uh, You were probably disgusted and angry as much as I was. It's disturbing what's going on. Well, you'd be shocked to know that your shopping habits are supporting these extremists. Companies like Amazon, Nike, Disney, FedEx, it's an endless list. And they've been supporting these radical groups. Let's stop supporting companies that fund these extremist groups. We can all do our part. Visit shoptotheright.com, and you'll find businesses in a nationwide database and companies that are aligned with our American values. Visit shoptotheright.com, and let's all make a difference.
0: Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of americaoutloud.com.
1: join you back here on the voice of a nation it is malcolm out loud here yours truly and we are talking here about the ccp and world control with me today on the program as you know dr lee Meng young is here for the program and um, sometimes i find you know if it's nice to come into talks sometimes where it's just open-minded where you don't have a big agenda and, but there are some things you want to talk about and, and let things happen organically, naturally. And that's kind of what I wanted to do today. It's what I said to you before we went on today, Dr. Yan. is just let's have real conversation. You made a statement oh, a couple few weeks back here now uh, on, uh, I think it was on Viewpoint actually, but you said this. You said, because of an ideology, the whole CCP regime is just like a machine which has no humanity. They don't care about life. They just want to control the world." Now that statement got yeah. my attention. It got my attention. I'm sure it got a lot of Americans' attention. And actually it's why I reference today's talk as, because of your quote is why I call today's talk CCP and world control, because of what you said right there, okay? Now, here's what I want to ask you. We've laid out a very convincing case of where we're at. Um, There's so many other things, but but I want to ask you this here. Uh, As we look at what's happening right now, and and we we get into universities, we get into COVID and all of that, but I, I, I don't want to fail to ask you this question. With everything we describe, and we get back to the culture of the Chinese people. What is your sense or feeling? You know, would the Chinese people ever rise against the CCP? Uh, obviously, this is a big question and a big order. It would take the magnitude of tens of millions of people because the bloodshed would be incredible. I am sure of that. But I ask you just the same. Obviously, there has to be a thir- A thirst. Uh, The the Chinese people are very inventive, very unique, uh, and it's a different environment entirely. But do you ever see that day where they would rise against the Communist Party, where there would be that clash? Is that uh, even a possibility?
2: Uh, What I want to tell is there are always rich Chinese people, although maybe the minority uh, or maybe you don't know even. But they're always brave Chinese people when they realize what happened and they try to stand out and fight against this uh, government and also fight against the ideology. But the thing is, after over 70 years expansion and growth up, the whole government become a huge, huge machine with military and with the high tech surveillance system, with super cruel, strict uh, organization to rule peoples. And the, uh, we, we have this in, in our history that why they have a the cultural motion because there are people who get education, especially if they come back from Europe or, or America, they try to bring this kind of spirit and knowledge from Western countries back to Chinese and that makes Chinese Communist Party government angry. So Mao Mao Zedong um, tried to eliminate all this kind of spirit. So they finally they have a 10 year cultural revolution and kill that kind of uh, meetings of the real smart, brilliant people in China. And later we see the Tiananmen event in 1989, mm-hmm. the young students, they calling for the democracy, they call for some kind of Change in the system to become more democratic, and then they were killed by military tanks bullets. And recently, people can see what happened in Hong Kong. I was in Hong Kong and in the middle of 2019 when the Hong Kong revolution started. Mm-hmm. There are millions, I mean, there are only seven million Hong Kong people in Hong Kong, but there are one to two million Hong Kong people briefly come out and then they go out to the peaceful protest, they try to show to the world that we Chinese, we Hong Kong, we want our freedom and we don't want to be the slaves for the Chinese Communist Party. So this all things and later again get cross suppression from the Chinese Communist Party government, and then as you said, they even uh, just treat the agreement with UK or other countries as power paper because that government never really care about the deals, agreement, or else. They just care about their power. So when this huge machine started, they ignore anything else. Well, the only thing they scared of is, I mean, stronger power. Mm-hmm. For example, America, and America's friends when they get together and from the absolute advantage of the techniques and also the weapons that will push, I mean, the Communist Party that big machine stopped. Basically, I mean, you can destroy it. Mm -hmm. If not, that machine started, it won't automatically stop. And when it gets more blood from people, it even grow larger.
1: Okay, so you're saying that, uh, and I love your examples. You, you and I are on the same page because you just used the both examples. I wanted to talk more about Hong Kong, but also you talked yeah. about Tian- Tiananmen Square. Tiananmen Square in 1989, and that was on June 5th. And the man, the uh, yeah. protester June there, uh, was it June? Okay, um, it, the protester there um, became known as Tank Man. Tank Man. And, um, yeah. and yeah, he stopped the uh, the Chinese tank and all. And uh, that was really uh, it's, it, w- it was so symbolic. I mean, it's symbolic in our country and symbolic and uh, really around the world. So. So are you saying to me with everything you just said, are, are you really saying that there could be some hope? For the Chinese people, because they're, they're obviously living under a repressive regime and an evil, evil empire. You know, I mean, they are mm. evil. Uh, they, they like you said, there's no love for humanity, no love for people, no love for anything, just the power that they seek. You you think there's some hope, uh, you say, if the numbers are there and that the Chinese people, they, you use the examples, and of course, they put down the protesters in Hong Kong, but it would take a massive uprising to do anything to the magnitude. And what would happen at that point? What what does that look like? What does it look like?
2: I To be honest, I really think there is a great hope for Chinese people. And because... Uh, I mean, I'm from China. I'm from mainland China. I go up there. I spent over 30 years there. What year and did you to get
1: to Hong, Hong Kong, Kong. Yan? What year? I did
2: went you... to Hong Kong uh, in July 2012. Okay. Right after I finished my PhD study. Okay. So basically, I got a whole education uh, from China. And then moved to Hong Kong. Then that is a different feeling for me. And I feel I grow uh, again, you know, in Hong Kong, especially after the Hong Kong protest. So, uh, for example, you see. No, oh, hold Hong on. Kong. Let me ask you something. You did you Did yes.
1: you have to get permission mm. to get to? How did you get to uh, Hong Kong? Did you have to ask for permission to get to Hong Kong from mainland?
2: Oh uh yeah. So yes. uh, for me, I'm kind of a uh, special uh, case because. Usually you need to have your, um, I'm the PhD student at that time. And before my graduation, I want to pursue the academic research, not just in China as a medical doctor, because I I can be a a medical doctor, a pharmacist in a good hospital in Guangzhou at that time. Uh, But I want to pursue more things. And I don't think I'm used to that system in China. I want not leave it. Uh, When I try to apply to the uh, Maps uh, for the like postal and other uh, uh, further the uh, development in other places. I applied to some place in U.S. and the same time also Hong Kong. And uh, Hong Kong is the quickest. Uh, Hong Kong, the University of Hong Kong. That map is a uh, place that gave me the fastest uh, response. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when I go there, because it's all about my own connections and. Uh, I don't have friends there. And I also don't have the, uh, for example, the supervisors introduce me to the familiar lab. So for me, it's like uh, just look for opportunities. And luckily, because of my expertise and my background, mm-hmm. there is some place they accept me. So uh, when I go there, I need a lot of, uh, before I uh, successfully, uh, at Hong Kong U, I meet a lot of obstacles. So that obstacle actually is from my PhD supervisor. Because once he realized that without his help, I can go to the, one of the top maps. Uh, Hong Kong U is a top university, right? Mm-hmm. So he become very greedy. And what he wants is like what Chinese Communist study want. They want to grab the things from the maps in Hong Kong for their own purpose, I mean, stealing. So Hmm. he pushed me to go there, to bring their technologies back and give it to him. If not, he he would refuse me to graduate on time.
1: So wait a minute, they told you that? He told you that directly?
2: He used his way to imply me, and I was too innocent at that time. I don't understand why he said something like this and again said, you know, you cannot graduate. But if you go there to bring some, uh, for example, uh, transgenetic technology back, yeah, then you can uh, later graduate And uh, because uh, you can stay in our hospital, better promotion. Uh, My friend later told me that Mm. his implication is to ask me grab the things back my those kind of by scientists in U.S. and then bring back for them and then they can get promotion awards and then they can also help me to get promotion in that system. But I refused because I clearly told him this is stealing and I don't want to do anything illegal. I go there for research and I think my work my outcome in uh, this university already good enough for me to graduate. Because my friend who do this, conducts the this same project with me, we, we collaborated, my friend gets outstanding PhD award. So mm. I'm also the same, but then he just you know, canceled my thesis defense as a punishment. He thought I would be obedient because I lost my PhD uh, degree so uh, I will go to Hong Kong and bring something back and beg him to give me another chance to graduate. But I refuse. Mm. So I am left there and then I go to Hong Kong. I tell my new boss in Hong Kong you that I didn't get my PhD degree on time not because of my problem. It's because of them. They want me to steal things from your lab and bring back to them and I refused.
1: Wow. So
2: the new boss said, okay, so we cannot give you the equal salary and treatment at the PhD uh, you know, graduation, but, but we can give you a lower salary uh, because you already have a uh, degree and you're a medical doctor, right? So, okay, I accept it. And I stayed there for another two years. Uh, during that time, I used my own time and my own money to make more small projects and have the results, and later, when the phd supervisor reached to me said hey do you really want your degree how do you think about that why do you cut off connection with us then i said if you want me to graduate i have a new paper and i can use it for the cc's defense if you don't want to give me then okay i will pursue maybe go to uk or other country to have another phd degree then he finally gave up he said okay if you don't want to go back uh, I provide you another opportunity to use your new paper to uh, have the thesis defense. So that's why after two years, I finally got my PhD degree from that place. And I, of course, I realized the corruption in the scientific field mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. in
2: China. This is just one example. And yeah. I will never go back in this system.
1: Yeah. Boy, I am so glad we just uh, spoke about this because I had no idea this had happened to you. And so for those people who question uh, this whole thing about the way the uh, CCP uh, threatens the Chinese people or really another thing is they bribe them. They bribe them. Uh, to get better life, like you say, better position, better degrees. Yes. And if they don't do it, they don't get it. And then to go steal the technology. And and that's a problem. And that's all over our universities here in America. That's that's part of the problem we're having. And for those who deny that or say that's not happening, well, you just proved it right there, that it absolutely yes. is happening, uh, Dr. Jan. I mean, so anybody who questions it needs to listen to what was just said. And you have first-hand knowledge of what happened when you went to Hong Kong. They actually wanted you to steal and uh, and, and rip off the Hong Kong lab um, to bring it back to the mainland, right? That's what they were asking for.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They, they even cannot make the proper collaboration mm-hmm. because yeah. this lab is too weak and Hong Kong lab has no reason to collaborate with them. So yeah. they just don't want no justice thing, and behind you they tell you it's because of we also probably that means government actually wow. encourage that thing wow. that's right. why they dare to do this
1: okay all right let me tell folks again now we are going to uh, uh continue forward into the second hour here just a moment here uh what a wow what an interesting conversation dr lee men young you just heard I mean, I, I mean, I'm blown away that this really it happened to her completely. And so anybody who questions out there what's happening in these uh, universities and in these laboratories, well, you now know that uh, this really is happening. She just shared with you her story uh, from mainland China into Hong Kong and the bribery and the threats that were put against her. It is a very corrupt system uh, we have pointed out time and time again, but again, if you listen just to her quote, you know, they don't care about life. They just want to control the world. They're, humanity is not in their dictionary. They, they don't care about humanity. Uh, they have a goal, and ideology, and it, it is to control people. Uh, they look at people as a means to an end. So they control and manipulate people uh, in such a way, uh, this is really the, the the center of evil. We're talking here about something so evil and so despicable uh, because what, you know, we think of life and we think life is beautiful. It is people. It is, uh, people should always be put first. Um, and, you know, whether it's the Chinese people and the American people or the Russian people or uh, the Iranian people or whoever it is. But yet, that's not the way it is around the world, and it's not a Cinderella world, people, for sure. It is, it is what it is. We're dealing with some very uh, harsh leaders and uh, criminal people out there, and uh, the, the world is full of that a good and evil uh, mentality, for sure, we talk about all the time here. Uh, we'll take a pause here. We'll see you on the other side in the second hour here. You're listening to The Voice of a Nation. Welcome back to the Voice of a Nation. It is Malcolm Out Loud. Uh, You're truly here, and uh, we're talking about CCP and world control today. All roads that lead to uh, the CCP in China that we've been discussing. Very, very interesting talk for a lot of reasons, uh, and mostly because uh, my co-host today, Dr. Lee Min Young, is with me. And uh, I I call her that because I said, you know, I don't want you to think we're doing an interview. here. I want you to come and just let's have a real conversation (laughs) here. And that's exactly what we're doing. So listen, we've uncovered quite a bit in that first uh, hour here. Now, uh, Dr. Yan, one of the things um, uh, to talk about here, I want to stay on the universities a moment. And this has been a problem we've been talking about in our country for a very long time. And yet it often falls on deaf ears, um, and people don't pay attention. And I always question why our leaders, certainly the leaders of universities and why our government allows it. But, but here's the reason it's because of money, money, power and prestige is my opinion. Very interesting. I want to point out to you the, uh, these universities, uh, Dr. Yon, like uh, Harvard, Yale, Cornell, Georgetown, mm-hmm. uh, et cetera. Uh, all right, so there was a, a law on the books that's been there for a long time, which is any any foreign contribution now, any country that that that, that has a foreign contribution to university that it is in excess of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So a quarter of a million dollars, they are supposed to disclose it. Well, they weren't doing that, they were hiding it. So finally, the Department of Education uh, in discovering this was happening, they just recent times here began enforcing the law that's been just ignored and ridiculed for a long, long time, for decades, this has been going on now, I mean, for decades. Now they're requiring universities to disclose these contributions that exceed that $250,000. Well, here was the the, the surprise. So when the education department said that they need to come clean, well, guess what? That we know of, how about a, I mean, crazy amount of money here, a whopping $6.5 billion came flooding in six and a half billion. And that's only what we know of with those. I mean, God only knows how much more. And who knows how much over the decades? It's probably in the trillions. I mean, who really knows? So this kind of plays to this narrative where China is using the influence to steal the technology, steal all this information. And again, they're using bribery, they're using threats, with a lot of Chinese people and putting them just like they did with you in the mainland when you went to Hong Kong. It's the same sort of story. How big of a problem is this in, uh, to your estimation, in this country?
2: Oh, yeah, Malcolm, actually the corruption in the scientific world involving the universities, top uh, academic journals and uh, organizations like NIH, WHO, all these things is a national uh, long-term strategy from Chinese Communist Party. So behind all these things is the whole regime support, and that, as you said, for decades, right? right? So for example, Chinese Communist Party is good at using psychological ways to manipulate people. So they also apply the same strategy to uh, US, like now we are talking about universities, so let's talk about universities, they use these ways And then they they monetize because university is actually um, composed of the professors and officers, students, right? So they they monetize these people. And uh, I can give you some um, kind of example. For example, uh, you are the big professor in some field in a good hospital. Mm -hmm. And although you're a big professor, you have uh, contributed your life to do the studies but still somehow you, know, you are not a billionaire, right? And you still need to work hard. And then at that time, China thinks your technology is so useful. How could they get it? You cannot legally transfer it from U.S. to China without noticing the government. So they, they can tell you, hey, you need the laborers, right? And for your, you, you always want people to help you to do your research. And the thing is your budget is limited from government, from other fundings to afford the labor. And then China government will send the brilliant scientists or students to you. And then they talk to you that we have government scholarship. And then also when you have the students work with you, you don't need to pay anything. You just need to sign the visa. And also when the student or scientists work well in your lab, you also can collaborate with them to apply the funding from China, that will be big amount of money too and with less surveillance for your youth. And then later, yeah, you think this is a good deal, it's a mutual benefit, and you mm-hmm. as a student or scientist who work for your top uh, technologies, they work very well, and then you develop things together, and China said, hmm, very good, and then invite you to China for conference, or they will send more people to approach you, and also later, you will feel, China government really cares about me. And that fulfills your demand because you feel finally you are re- uh, really recognized by a big country, and then they will bring you to China more often, and also give you collaboration, even establish institute under your name. It's like what they have done to HIV Titan Robert Gamble. So, so they have done this. Yeah, in your name, we give you money, we give you people, we do everything you want. So gradually. Your technology, your knowledge, your network are shipped to China. And this cannot be known by the US government or your university because it looks very legal and it looks just like academic exchange, right? Even Dr. Fauci or other scientists that we do the science, we share to other countries and uh, this is a human, uh, human life and all these things. But for China government, it's not the same. They get your technology, they get your knowledge and your network, then you, they feel treat more, right? Yeah. Grab more, and finally, they use it for their own like weapon or mm-hmm. weapon or surveillance system building. That is because it's communism ideology. They are taking use of your thing, and they're like the mafia. They have, I even worse than mafia. I mean, they have no limitation. So they, they do anything they want to uh, just to achieve their goal, to conquer the world. And they take advantage of the of the weakness of your own system, too.
1: Hmm. I mean, technology theft has always been a problem. I mean, Trump talked about it. Every president talks about it. But how much is ever done about it? I remember that story, uh, Dr. Yun, last year, I think it was, uh, out of Harvard, uh, it was the uh, chairman of the um, uh, what do you call it? The Harvard's uh, chemistry and uh, bio- chemical biology department, I think it was. And th- he was yeah. in- he was indicted, indicted uh, for uh, lying. I mean, he was totally lying to our um, uh, government, to our defense uh, department about his uh, involvement with wh- who do you think? The CCP. I mean, there have been enough cases of these that have been publicized that, you know, so the question becomes, you know, one of the things I want to talk to you about today that plays into kind of what we're talking about now, and it, it, because it, it, but it bridges a couple of different industries, and it's that, all right, uh, um, we kind of play right into their hands, though. I mean, you can call it whatever you want, but you know, when you have an open society like America is, uh, it plays right into the hands of China, which has a very close society. They don't share anything. They don't, you know, none of this is allowed to be discussed. Uh, there's a price to kind of pay in a weird sort of way for an open society. Nobody ever talks about this, but I think it is an interesting thing to talk about uh, when you look at, again, uh, you know, how lax we are. I always wonder why do our leaders allow this? Well, obviously, the leaders of the universities did this because it was very impressive, very, very impressive. They got a lot of money. I mean, we're talking billions of dollars. That's a lot of cash. That's a lot of money with those investments from foreign investments. And so we, we know why they do it. But all of this uh, Dr. Yan is uh, uh, selling out this country. It's selling out the people here, the American people. And the people who do this in our country should be shamed. And it's sinful because they lit- literally are selling out, we the people, and selling out America uh, for greed and for money and for power and prestige uh, because they don't really care. And this is really the cornerstone of the problem I think we're having that there's too much of this going on and it's still happening. Why do you think our leaders allow it to happen? Well, we know why. I mean, it's greed, it's money, it's all these billions of dollars, it's prestige, but they don't put country first here, do they? They put money and greed first, don't you think?
2: Uh, What I want to say is that this is really a big problem in America. Yeah, to be honest. And that this should be something, should fix, uh, improve the uh, system as soon as possible. And that's based on how much you understand the ideology from communism party. And also you understand the urgent danger posed by Chinese Communist Party to you. As like I said, this is some urgent thing. You don't have much time. And the thing is, I really want to say that for the people you question that, why do they draw that just for their benefit? they there are country, they there people? I do really feel these people are stupid, you know? Uh, I have no other uh, word to describe them because they don't know. They have some short-term benefits like money, reputation, whatever. Right. But then they sold out the future and freedom of their case too. Yeah. So for example, when you say China already released the unrestricted weapon like COVID virus, right? And then you also, I mean, you, you see people You have China, you get money, but you also need to live under the lockdown or the mask policy or even the vaccine. You have to get a vaccine that is still experimental, still not safe enough, still not effective, right? So no one can get rid of this, but just because they're greedy and they're stupid and they don't understand what happened. So these people undermine America. So yeah. they turn to help Chinese communist Party, And it turns out, finally, if China wins, these people will suddenly become exactly like our Chinese people, become the sacrifice things um, in this huge machine. No one can escape. Your, your, your leaders also need to realize the things There are problems in your system and you can fix it. For example, realize that universities are hiding the money from China and push them to uh, disclose is really a good action, and then also have to identify the main persons who engage to help Chinese Communist Party to do the things. For example, the top scientists like Christine Anderson, like Fauci, uh, like Robert Gamble, like people in the John Hopkins. Why do they help China to promote the nature origin theory? How much money they get from China? How much? Uh, connections they have with China government. Even I identified the amount and publish it, right? So these things, once your government really notice and your, all the federal law enforcement departments start to focus on that, I think uh, still in American system, you have the chance to fix it and to stop it.
1: Mm, yeah, no, that's perfectly said. I mean, just perfectly said. Um, and nobody really understands the, um, the level of danger we're speaking about here. And I love your English when you said they're stupid. I love that, by the way. Uh, It's good English, by the way. (laughs) Okay. Good English. Uh, Well, I mean, listen, you're calling it. Well, you know what it is. It's uh, Dr. Lee Min Young out loud. You know, that it's out loud, right? Yeah. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) All right. So uh, we'll have to call you Dr. Young out loud. So, all right. So let me, let me ask you now, um. All right, I'll come back to this other thing. I wanted to talk to you about this uh, uh, China and the climate alarmism, but let's push that aside. I want to stay with where you just were a moment here. You talked about COVID. Now, we've talked plenty about the unrestricted uh, bioweapon. We've talked about the Wuhan lab. Uh, This is very controversial. There are finally uh, politicians, uh, finally in America, some that are paying attention uh, and are starting to push back, uh, like Representative Mo Brooks, I believe, right? You said you uh, he um, yeah. did a, yeah, recently, and there are others who are doing that as well, who understand. But, yeah. you know, we've known this for some time, but here's what I want to ask now. All of a sudden, all right, so they unleash this weapon onto the world. We already know, Dr. Yan, they, they closed down uh, the travel inside of China, but they allowed everybody to travel around the world without any problem and infect the world. Now you've got this Delta variant, which is not nearly as severe, it's a flu type thing, but of course it spreads easy, but you know, like the flu does spread easy when it's out there. now as a doctor yourself, it seems to me my gut feeling is is that this is being over it's being used as a, a weapon of I, this is me talking now i think it's being used as a weapon of fear all of a sudden we had all right we had this lockdown they wanted to flatten the curve uh, america did what we've never done before really this was crazy what happened but they lock everything down and then the world goes and does the say everybody around the world but now they're starting to do it again Now they're starting to say, okay, they want you to mandate masks. The government comes out. They want everybody wearing masks, whether you've been vaccinated or not. Now what they're doing is a lot of these places are mandating vaccines. A lot of corporations are are, are, are mandating vaccines. Uh, The government, uh, Biden says he wants to mandate them there. And the government, the universities are mandating it. So they're forcing people. It's it's almost like, Dr. Yan, it's almost like, like they were living in China, where the CCP would say, you will all do this or else. You you, you, you know, they would threaten them, in other words. It almost feels that way here. It's very un-American. It's very much against our liberties. What is your position as a physician, as a doctor and understanding this COVID, what it is with the Delta variant and now their push for lockdown on masks and pushing vaccines. How do you feel about this? I mean... Hilarious. Hilarious, you said?
2: Very hilarious. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> Nonsense. And uh, I mean, to be honest, it's still that professional word, stupid. So all the people here, they are suffering the unrestricted bioweapons. But meanwhile, there are still the treatment and even prophylaxis, which is also not magic, but still somehow it is uh, based on the safe drugs after decades of use. For example, making hydroxychloroquine, and combined with my like, vitamin D, vitamin C, these are cheap. And these are helpful. And if you care about I mean the I mean C D C in US and other countries, if they can allow and encourage the doctors to use it, to develop such protocols, that could save majority of the lives. And also that could help reconstruct your social order as soon as possible. But somehow what happened here, Mike from Dr. Fauci and also other officers, uh, I cannot list all the names, they work together to promote something which cannot really control the COVID, but it can bring some benefits. For example, the vaccine, um, they try to give you a vaccine passport, Mm -hmm. but meanwhile, I mean, all the physicians, all the scientists, if they really care about this issue, they check the data, they would immediately understand how dangerous it is. There are a lot of potential risk. And also, as I said, this is a bioweapon, so you even don't know how many functions are equipped in this virus and then you fail to use your experience based on the nature virus to develop some quick vaccine in a hurry and skip the experiment and not expose the real data, ignore the adverse effects, and you give it to your military people, to your uh, medical staff and then you even push it to your kids. I mean, this is totally hilarious. Just just tell you one example. I checked their protocols. They to want the one gave the same dose of the vaccine to the kids as the adults. But we all know when you give drugs to kids and adults, the dose are different, right? Because of the weight, because of the age difference. And even when we are doing the animal experiments, we weigh the mouse. And according to the different weight, we give different dose to test their response. How could in a sudden you just give the same vaccine to children and adults without any uh, safety data and also you don't know the long-term effect? And you say based on the variants, this efficiency already going down. So what they want, they want to give you the third vaccine, fourth vaccine. Mm -hmm. So finally, make everyone look like the hedgehog. So, Mm -hmm. So that is something I mean, we really cannot stop the pandemic. I mean, while China stays there, when China sees the things become a little bit better, they still can really small to you, right? Mm-hmm. Because they want your chaos, they want to destroy your whole society. And then the lockdown, this will give people panic. People are social animals. We cannot just stay isolated in our home. That will make a lot of psychological problems, especially for kids of a vulnerable populations. And also, they want to push everyone to have masks. I mean, masks, in certain situations, if you wear proper masks in a proper way as a doctors in an operation room, mm-hmm. that would be helpful. But it doesn't mean when your kids go out in, on the playground and play with other kids, they need to wear the mask and play First, tell me, how could you guarantee your kids not touch the mask and then touch their eyes? If not, this mask cannot help them.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Why do you push it? It just won't make people to think about, oh, no vaccine, we are in trouble. If we get vaccines, then we can get a lot of lockdown mask. That's well, well, that was their message the initially,
1: but that's changed now. They started that way. In fact, President Biden came out and said, well, if you get the vaccine, you won't have to wear the mask. But now they're changing that, Dr. Yan. Now they want you to get the vaccine and wear the mask.
2: I still think that partly because they want these vaccinated people to give pressure to unvaccinated people. And they want also the same time. they still tell people that when you get vaccinated, actually mask is not that important, but because of unvaccinated people, they bring the trouble to you. So you have to wear the mask, something like that. I mean, they always change their world uh, because they are sure. spreading misinformation for their purpose. We really cannot find logic from their uh, yesterday and tomorrow, you know, connections, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But what I want to tell is no matter vaccine or mass and not the, not the way you solve this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, I always tell people that your neighbor keeps uh, spreading water to your home, right? You should first stop your neighbor's behavior. And then you need to clean the water, not just stay in your home. a right? so neighbor doing that, and then you are studying whether mobs or whether haters can help you to dry the house right? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So this vaccine, as you just pointed out, is EUA. It's an experimental uh, device. I mean, uh, that they're doing this vaccine. I mean, it's it's not uh, approved at all. They're pushing this on everybody to take it. They're pushing it on the kids, as you say, in the school systems. They're pushing it on, uh, certainly the universities, uh, many students, if you don't take it, uh, the university won't let you in anymore. Many of them are mandating it. Companies are mandating it. As you just said, the military, the police department, all of these places are mandating it. You have to begin, there's two ways to look at this. You, you have to say, okay, you know, This is an experimental piece. There are dangers involved in it. We already have, we have talked about many of the dangers on America Out Loud. We have plenty of stories all over our network and our platform about this. This is very serious stuff. Now, it should be an option. It's always been an option if you want to take a vaccine in your life or not. But this, they're pushing. So there's a a political agenda here. I'm wondering, Dr. Yan, you said, when I first asked you, you said, hilarious, and kind of disgusted at the same time. Do you take the vaccine?
2: I didn't, I didn't. I, I never reject the safe vaccine if necessary. But the thing is, I don't want to be experiment mild, uh, mild, especially when there is some potential risk to harm your neural, uh, mm-hmm. neural system, to mm-hmm. harm your uh, vessels. Uh, do right. harm your or oh, I mean multiple uh, I don't want to take the risk and meanwhile I know how to use uh, drugs like hydroxychloroquine yeah. to protect myself. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I, I have taken hydroxychloroquine myself and I've taken ivermectin by the way both and they were they, they were outstanding uh, medications and they they absolutely worked and uh, you know so I mean like you say. That was part of what they did is they um, they held back early treatment so that they were they were, you know, repressing that. And yet they were pushing this vaccine thing. Why do you why do you think what is really behind all this? What what is it exactly? Is it I mean, the people who are pushing this, I mean, and in, in the experimental mode of it. I mean, I get the sense, and it's as Dr. McCullough has said to me prior as well, there's so much we don't know about these vaccines. We don't know the harm and the danger that is going to happen down the road uh, because it's not been tested, and it's not been tested on kids. It's not been tested on pregnant women, uh, and it's, it's not gone through the proper trials period uh, to be have this kind of a magnitude out there. Yet they are forcing people in their lives that if they don't take it, they can't go to college, they can't go to school, they can't have a job, uh, they can't work in government, they can't be in the military. They can't, I mean, this is crazy, isn't it? Yes,
2: yeah, it is. So this is one big reason behind. I think you can be, uh, do the investigation. See how much stock share held by Chinese Communist Party or their partners from this big tax. As I know quite a lot. So the China government develops the virus as unrestricted by weapon. On the other hand, they try to sell the vaccine. Although the made in China vaccines are cheaper to be accepted by many countries, but still they also can push the big firms in which they hold the uh, stock shares to promote vaccine. This is also a huge benefit for them. This can be one very important reason. And the other reason is money grading and also for control. Once you can use the vaccine to control people. It, it, didn't you feel it might we bit back to the mid age at that time? So the um, with everything that uh, is the, the the church tell you that the fathers tell you the priests tell at that time, you have to listen to that because they are the only ones who can understand who are think, who are consider to understand the situation. So now they make the scientific word like that. It's like Dr. Fauci said, I'm science, you cannot question me if not you question science. Right, Isn't it sounds very similar. So they are in that field. they use this way to promote their control to you, and then they're training you to listen to them little by little. This is also a psychological way to make you finally be obedient at how they have done in China. And the later, more similar policy can be conducted because they know you are already adapted.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. You, you hit it right there uh, because they they have, it's a psychological game is what you're saying. It's psychological totally, right? It's all that, it's fear, fear-based, yeah. right? Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah.
1: And, and, and yeah. then once they have society adapted, then they've got you and they can push the next thing. Uh, seems to be what's happening here, and uh, wow, just absolutely incredible here. We're speaking to Dr. Lee Meng young today is with me uh, for the program here. Uh, we're looking at the CCP and world control and all of these factors. We're just talking about COVID right now and this vaccine and mask pushing uh, that's happening here. And you know, I, I certainly, you know me, I would never take this uh, product under any condition, um, and nor would I be told to take it. Uh, so these uh, people that are pushing this, and forcing it onto the world. Uh, it is uh, so wrong what's happening here, and yet it's happening, and it's hard to really grab this moment and understand what's behind it all. We're in a very unique moment of time is all I can suggest to you, and. You know, the lockdown and the COVID and the, the uh, uh, unrestricted bioweapon that was pushed out there around the world. This was a game changer, a total, total game changer. Um, so let me take a moment here as uh, we're talking to Dr. Lee Mignon again and really appreciate her time. And what just, I mean, outstanding conversation. You know, the thing about this kind of a conversation today is you're hearing things you will never hear anywhere else. The conversation that we're having right now, you're not going to hear it anywhere else because nobody talks about, you know, Dr. Jan too as well. Nobody talks in a truthful, like we're out loud in our truth and being honest always is my mantra, but nobody out there really is as truthful and as honest as we are being today. And I really appreciate your honesty. You're always that way though. And I respect that so Thank much. You. Yeah, I really do respect that. Uh, and listeners can hear it in you and they, they know you're, you're just so remarkable that way. All right. I want to tell everybody here a moment here that uh, I, I want to get in, and discuss your healthy And, and you've heard me talk about this Dr. Yan on the platform, but uh, it is a, it is a terrific program uh, product, uh, if you will, that um, uh, I suggest people take. There's um there's, uh, Healthy cell, it gets to the health of your cells. So it's far more than a vitamin. It's gel form, number one. It's in a gel. And it's in a little convenient package. You could just take it right out of the package and, and swallow it that way. Or you can put it on yogurt or in water, a little smidgen bit of water if you want. Or you can put on ice cream, whatever you want to put it on. Uh, or just have it straight from the package, the gel form. What it does is it gets to the health of your cells, There's one particular product called Immune Super Boost. And back to what uh, Dr. Yann and I were just talking about, about COVID. Listen, if you want to fight even the virus, a flu, you know, the flu, the flu kills more people than anything, just the flu, the common flu. So the flu, a virus, colds, covid uh, the thing is, if you have a healthy immune system, you're going to be able to fight these kinds of things. If, if you've got a compromised immune system and you've got comorbidities, then you're going to be challenged. No, no matter what disease you get in life, you're going to be challenged. So you've got to keep a healthy immune system. To do that, you've got to have a healthy lifestyle. That, and this is important for everybody to listen and hear this. So one of the products Healthy Cell has is Immune Super Boost. And uh, it's got the A, the D, the, the zinc, uh, the echinacea. It's got everything in there. Uh, and many people call it like a COVID care package, but it's so convenient. Also, they have a daily regimen you take. So I take this daily. Uh, I've been doing it for over three and a half years, and it's a phenomenal product. They have a whole host of products. And I want to introduce you to the company. If you haven't heard this before or taken it, uh, go to healthycell.com forward slash outloud or just click the banner ad back at uh, americaoutloud.com. And you'll also go there. And all our listeners get 20% off their order. Uh, Your very first order, you get 20% off. And um, that's for our listeners. So go check it out. And I got to tell you, I highly recommend it. I've been taking this, as I say, for three and a half years. And I highly, highly suggest you take a look at this. It, it really it, it makes a difference. And you'll feel the difference as well with their daily regimen. They have a sleep product. Uh, they have a, a focus product for your brain power. Uh, they've got a great host of products. So check it out, healthycell.com forward slash out loud. We'll take a quick pause. We'll be back with Dr. Lee Min Young just a moment to continue on with this world control and the CCP. You're listening to the voice of a nation
0: the silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at libertyatamericaoutloud.com. libertyatamericaoutloud.com.
4: Each of us is born with 30 trillion cells that make us. These cells determine how we feel, perform, sleep, focus, and how long we live. And to live our best life, all we have to do is feed our cells but most food and supplements don't reach our cells, keeping us from reaching our full potential make every cell count with healthy cell founded with a mission to empower people to take control of their own health at the most fundamental level dr vincent jampapa world-renowned cell researcher and medical doctor created supplements that work at the cellular level to boost immune health sleep better focus deeper and stay younger longer. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of any product. And that's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L. And use code OUTLOUD for 20% off.
3: Hello, this is Lieutenant Randy Sutton, the host of Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement. I am a 34-year police veteran. I am also the founder and CEO of an organization that stands behind injured and disabled law enforcement officers. It is called The Wounded Blue. Our website is thewoundedblue.org. We have produced a film. It is an important film. I urge you to watch it. The film details what happens when a police officer or law enforcement officer is shot or stabbed or beaten or disabled seriously injured in the line of duty. Most people think they are taken care of medically and financially. The reality may be quite different. It is called The Wounded Blue, Service, Sacrifice, Betrayed. The film is available on Amazon, iTunes, and the Microsoft Store.
4: Because of COVID-19, the average American worries about their immune health four times a day. That's 112 times per year. To minimize the worries, leading nutritional supplement company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost, an immune supplement that contains 15 full doses of science-backed nutrients like vitamin C, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea, all in a -a one-a-day pill-free gel pack. It tastes great, is convenient on the go, and it's more natural too, without chemical binders, fillers, and coatings. Supporting a strong and resilient immune system can be simple. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of Immune Superboost. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off.
1: There was a time when Americans could rely on the Fourth Estate. Well, in these challenging times, the media is both reckless and complicit. AmericaOutloud.com. Top analysis from leading experts, articles, podcasts, video, and 24-7 talk radio. America Outloud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Welcome back. We're here on The Voice of the Nation. Uh, We're uh, joined with Dr. Lee Young and talking about uh, all things China today, the CCP basically, and uh, their uh, destination and desire for world control. Uh, A lot of different pieces and aspects to this uh, massive conversation. Uh, As you can imagine, there are a lot of layers here. I guess that's what I would say to you. A lot of layers to the conversation when it comes to all of this and the CCP. Um, so one of the things we should talk about right now, Dr. Yan, is uh, our government officials here and potentially pushing back against China. Now, here's here's the argument. Here's the argument. The argument is this: If, first of all, I asked you oh a couple of months ago, like, okay, if this came out of the Wuhan lab, like we know that they are the leaders in bioweapons and in their bio labs, like how many more potential COVIDs are there? How many more potential problems are there Uh, in how many, uh, you know, more challenges in biological weapons are we faced with? So here's the thing. If we're going to prevent a future pandemics, if we're going to prevent these kinds of uh, uh, atrocities, because listen, What's happened here, uh, China now knows that they can make the world buckle and get on their knees. They know they can make the United States buckle and get on their knees. They know our political leaders are weak, very weak, and they now know they can exploit all this. This is a real problem, this exploitation, and we kind of have shown our hand already Uh, that we are adaptable, society as a whole. Now, not me, because I'm not going to adapt to these clowns, but society as a whole has adapted. My question is uh, to you, I I understand the uh, United States Senate Committee on Foreign Relations is pushing back and uh, with this investigation now, talking about, well, okay, the conclusions of the COVID-19's origin. What do you know about this, and where are we at, and how concerned should we be about the future of biological weapons with China? Uh,
2: I want to give you an example to tell people what do you think about the potential dangers from China for the next pandemic. I mean, just imagine Chinese Communist Party is a serial killer, and then they have successfully killing quite a lot of people, makes them more and more confident. And then now they're sitting in front of your door and just look at you, so, please tell me how dangerous it is. If you think that, okay, we still have one year, we can watch this serial killer here and try to comfort him, and uh, mm, okay, I, I hope you are lucky. But you should know this guy's mental is very unstable, right? And they enjoy the killing because they feel the success. So, how do you think you can trust this serial killer in front of you not to harm you in a Wow, and you have still quite a lot of time to figure it out. So also I wanna tell people that I think there are good progress in America and also in all over the world, like yeah. Indian, like other countries, mm-hmm. because they suffered a lot. And they even you are politicians, you are some people uh you thought you are different with the I mean uh common people, but still you cannot get avoid of such COVID things and straight and dangerous in your life, right? Mm-hmm. So they also start to wake up. And then, like recently, we see the Congressman Mo Brooks and uh, other Congressmen, Congresswoman, uh, they stand out. And then to support that uh, the evidence, I show them. And then they run my street from China. And then they decide to push the thing forward and also like another good program is a uh, bipartisan letter from the Senate uh, Foreign Affairs Committee and also the uh, Intelligence Committee to push the uh, Biden administration to do the thorough in- investigation of the Chinese bio weapon uh, program and also to uh, ho- I mean prepare to use any measurement to stop the next pandemic. This is very good. Uh, I mean, progress. I, I'm really happy about that because that means uh, from the policymaker level, Americans already have uh, been uh, I mean, fully aware of the potential dangers. I mean, not potential, actually it's ongoing danger from the Chinese Communist Party and their military. So uh, I really, also I want to tell people is based on the Chinese government's response, they are quite nervous. So they, they respond to this biopartisan letter because they always think they can divide U.S. to manipulate your politics, to separate Democratic and also Republicans to make U.S. into a chaos. But when they say biopartisan things happen, they become, you know how China government claims this? They called it as the terrorism uh, of investigation from yeah. America. Yeah. They call it terrorism because you want you want to do the investigation. Wow! And also, what happened? China government the next. Uh, I think just within two days after your deputy secretary of state uh, of uh, state of uh, department, the sh- uh, sh- uh, chairman, after she visited China, right? Two days later, China government bring Taliban, the leaders to China. For well, friendly collaboration in Afghanistan. This is show China's weakness and also their desperation because they know the huge pressure from the Western countries will be posed on China and they won't let China go. So we need to let the government become more and more, I mean, efficient. And what I want is to help the Americans to understand the misinformation from China government because they need uh, to uh, have the understanding of Chinese culture, understanding of their uh, ideology. So I want to help people to, uh, based on my experience and my knowledge, to understand how tricky China government is. And then during this progress, you won't be misled by misinformation and you won't waste your time. You know how to focus on the target and then just stop this uh, human behavior from that CCP regime.
1: Um, perfectly said. You said early on, and you've said repeatedly, I hear your urgency when you say time is of the essence. You say we have to get going now, get busy now, because it's very urgent, urgent that we treat this thing urgently with China because they're on the move. Now, China, as you also said, Dr. Yan, plays the psychological game brilliantly. They are the masters of psychological spin, psychological warfare. Uh, They are the masters of it. And they do that with their own, right. They do that with their own population, certainly with fear in China, and they do it around the world. They are bullies. You've referenced them as the mafia. They are worse than the mafia even, you say. They are bullies. That's the attitude they sort of have. One of the areas I I just wanna touch on with you so we include it in this very important talk today. And another area, and and, you know, I think here is I'm gonna tell you what I say next. I think of the word you used a little while ago. You used the word hilarious. Well, on one area, some of the stuff we are talking about almost is hilarious but then it's funny how on the other hand it's connected to delirious or pretty disgusting. In other words, it's so egregious what we're talking about today and so offensive and it's so sick that, you know, so when we use those words, they are interchangeable, but here's another example uh, that I think would fall under your descriptive of the word hilarious, which is really another word for stupid. Uh, using, again, the language we're using, sure. Dr. Yan, but come on, you know, it's a, I mean, but, and that is this uh, climate alarmism, climate change business here. And let me be very direct and say this, this is another psychological game that China is playing. The more you dig into this, and the more I listen to our scientists and our experts on our platform, the more I realize, and, and you know, we didn't realize this at first, but the underlying mode to all of this, the evil in all of this, is China. They're pushing this climate alarmism. They're pushing this climate change. They're pushing this fear, because what they're trying to do is exactly what Biden and the uh, Biden administration and all of his people have done, is they've cracked down and um, they think they're going to go to all electric. They're going to go to uh, wind and solar. First of all, we couldn't do that. They're going to kill fossil fuels. It would put us back in the Stone Age. Uh, we would kill all, all everything that we depend on today. But the worst part about it is all the rare earths that are used for wind and solar are all coming out of China. So it puts China back into control, just like China controls all of our pharmaceuticals, all of our antibiotics. All of those come from China. In fact, they threatened that while COVID was happening. They said they threatened to pull hold back antibiotics and uh, that sort of thing. This is back to what I'm saying here, back to the psychological game. That's what they're doing here. Aren't they doing the same thing? I believe they're doing the same thing with climate change right now. The same exact story. They're using that to manipulate fear, and they're convincing our stupid people here that the sky is falling and that somehow we need to just go to wind and solar and get rid of all our cars and fossil fuels and carbon, uh, which is insanity, and somehow that's going to fix the problem and then depend on China for the rare earth, just as we do the pharmaceuticals. What could possibly go wrong with that picture, Dr. Yan?
2: Uh, so first, I want to say, I know when I talk about climate change, they will attack me That say, you are not climate change scientist. So it means you have no right to even talk about this. This, this is an example of how we try to talk about COVID-19 and then they will say, you are not Fauci, you are not Hedera, mm-hmm. you are not the top uh, scientist on the uh, authority, so you have no right to talk about that this is one thing very important that is using your titles and in the professional groups to control the other people's freedom of speech. You have the reason to them because they are professional. The China government and uh, their allies just need to control a handful of top scientists. Then they basically can control the speech of freedom in this field. And another thing is as I said, China always try to use different ways to undermine America and other countries because China knows, although it shows uh, its rage and powerful, but indeed it's weak. So they know they're like the paper tiger. So the thing is, if they cannot catch up with you in economics, then they can drag you down. And meanwhile, when you fall down, and then they still can grow up, then that difference, Mm-hmm. become little by little, less and less, right? So that's why they know, for example, the fuel industry is very important in economic support for America, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So in yeah. this case, they try to break it down. And how to break it down? So propaganda. Then propaganda based from the scientific evidence, so that's why the majority of people cannot refuse because you are called as, non-educated enough. And then they can give you lots of possibilities. And this possibility, if you compare it, you will see the similarity between that and the nature origin of COVID-19, right? There is always possibility. They said that it's just matter of evidence, but you cannot deny the possibility. So you can spend years and years with your money, listen to that, meanwhile, then you got brainwashed, you thought, hmm, sounds reasonable. From your childhood, you read the books about climate change and then your university, you draw the group, they tell you climate change is terrible. Then you start to vote to support this kind of, uh, you know, ban the fuel industry. And also China is laughing behind. And no one noticed that China government actually made the biggest pollution in the world. I mean, I have shared some pictures on my Twitter. People can check, just just a little, little, little piece of the iceberg to show that how China ruins the environment, how China doesn't care about climate change. But the thing is, because in China, you cannot judge government, so you don't hear the voice. But here you have the right to judge government, and then they can push this kind of uh, psychological schemes and also the, the propaganda to make your country have a problem and have chaos. And also, this is very useful for Chinese Communist Party and their allies to control you. Mm.
1: You know, your descriptive of the paper tiger is perfect, Dr. Yan, perfect, okay? And and you've said, I haven't heard you use that term, but it's a really interesting term to use. Uh, But you have talked about uh, extensively the psychological game And you've talked about how China threatens all the time because they know they don't have the military superiority. So instead of using the military superiority, they're using all these psychological games and they're outsmarting the stupid politicians here in America uh, with these psychological games. They've done it through the trade deals, through many, many administrations, both Republican and Democrat, They've done it in the climate change field. They've done it in the COVID field. They've done it, I mean, they've got it so many ways and they're buying industries over in America and they're doing other things. They are trying to outsmart uh, this war. There is a war. We are at war now with uh, clearly with uh, China and people don't realize that, but we are at war with them. And I actually, if you remember, we did that show with the military heroes and they actually said that, remember? That uh, yes, we are at war, and they they said exactly that, so that's uh, that's get... and General
2: McAteney,
1: yeah, General McAteney, like. and, and yeah, Colonel Sellen, that's right. And we got to get them back on, they are both terrific speakers. Um, yeah, they
2: are heroes, they're heroes,
1: they are heroes, and uh, boy, you you get so much about this, and your descriptives are so important, you know, as you step back and you see all of this happen, um, and you know, we see the challenges here on the psychological game that China is playing. Um, you know, I see your warning is so important. I I feel so blessed that we have, number one, a friendship and a, an opportunity, uh, Dr. Yan, to connect you and I on all these levels. But, you know, the work you're doing is so important and so incredible. The work I am doing here at America Out Loud is uh, vitally important. Getting the word out there of truth, the out loud truth. Um, it's important we do the work we're doing. That was really what I wanted to accomplish today. And boy, I'll tell you, this really surpassed my expectations, uh, this talk today with you, because we uncovered so much. Uh, you talk about the psychological game in our last minute or two left here. You talk about the psychological game. You talk about the urgency of time. Uh, What is it in you that your driving mechanism, my friend, what is it, Dr. Jan, that gets you up in the morning and gets you so driven and so powerful and so ready to tell the world the truth? What is the driving mechanism in you? What is it?
2: Oh, thank you Malcolm, thank you for all your encouragement and support, thank you for all your efforts. Uh, about my motive, I think that uh, it's because I don't want to see people suffering, no matter suffering uh, psychologically or suffering physically. As I said, when I decided to review the things from mid-January last year, that's because I'm a doctor. I don't want to see people suffer from disease. And I'm a virologist. I don't wanna see people suffer from the uh, foresee uh, pandemic. And I also uh, talk about my understanding of Chinese Communist Party. That's because I keep thinking and I see my family and the people around them from my childhood, they suffer from the things left from cultural revolution and the other movement conducted by Chinese Communist Party. And also they are not happy. Because of all these things posed in our Chinese people's lives, they are restricted. And the basic thing is we don't have freedom. And also, there is no security. From deep inside, everyone has some panic, nervous, fear. One thing is my grandparents, they suffer from cultural emotion because they get well educated and they are very nice people, they don't harm others. So after that, they told me, you know, actually, I cannot trust people around you. Please don't tell so much to your friends. And mm-hmm. uh, because your honest word will actually be listened by other people and then take advantage, and then you will get, you know, uh, revenge mm-hmm. from government. When I was young, I cannot understand it. I thought, mm-hmm. how come cultural emotion finished and it cannot come back again? Mm-hmm. But when I grow up, when I see Hong Kong, especially the Hong Kong protest, and suddenly there are such agents of bias just come out from the people around me, and I see more and more. So I realize this is really the organization from the Chinese Communist Party. They actually manipulate people and do such very strict, cruel, even human surveillance system around you. And they deeply harm the Chinese people from mentally to physically. That's why our people have no real happiness. And also they don't have faith, they don't have hope. They only can think about money and titles Mm. because they don't have freedom. So that's why I don't want to say it go all over the world. I I cannot stay here and say communist party uh, finally achieved their goals using such evil, Propaganda hmm. and action. If yeah. I can, I will fight against the, uh, them to the last minute, either my life or their life.
1: Yeah, you are a very, very special voice uh, indeed. And uh, uh, it's remarkable, but you are so important to this moment of time, uh, my friend, for people to hear your voice. I am very grateful for your friendship and for your generous, generous time that you're so willing to give of yourself. Um, Thank you, Dr. Lee meng Young, and uh, all of our contributions here at America Out Loud are so appreciated here. Uh, You hear the truth and uh, the the information that is vitally important to get out there. Uh, This uh, talk that we just had uh, will go down to me as one of the most profound discussions we've had on this subject uh, ever. There, We'll listen very carefully to the words we've just done here as we play this back. There are some very interesting uh, words and some interesting warnings in here that we need to uh, take from this and we need to uh, bring them forward as part of our mission. Part of our mission of what's gonna happen and listen to Dr. Lee Min Young when she puts the warning out there and the psychological games of this uh, mafia world leader who wants to control the world. It would be a very sad world indeed if it was controlled by an evil empire like the CCP. And uh, so my fellow Americans, we will leave it there. A tremendous thank you for all of you for being with us on the mission here. It's time uh, to get involved and get loud.